Hey friends, welcome back to the Matthew Freeman Show. I'm so excited to be starting the new year here and talking about new things. And you know, the new year for a lot of people is that moment of motivation. It's uh, the turn of a new leaf, and you know, it's an evaluation of the past year. Often, you know, and you get a lot of things. You get, I am so happy 2019 is over. Can't wait for 2020. Um, or 2019 for me was phenomenal and can I duplicate it in 2020? So I'm a little bit nervous or 2019 was up and down and the new year, so much is to occur. And then you look at like numerology and stuff like that. And you look at 2020 and repeating numbers and alignment and what that adds up to. And there are a lot of good things um, that come out of the numerology side of repeating numbers. And so you have a lot of people on that side that are super optimistic about big change and whatnot. And I don't think that's good, bad, or indifferent. We're just talking about this out loud right now. And then you have, it's a new decade. That last decade was great or terrible or, you know, some evaluation of it and, You know, a new decade is supposed to signify what, you know? Um, We always look back on a decade and we had no clue what was going to happen in that decade looking into it. And then we look back on it and then we evaluate it and we evaluate it based on the entirety of the whole. But, you know, if you went through something super traumatic within the decade, then the whole decade could be a wash. You know, I look back in... uh, you know, I evaluate 2000 to 2010, and I always think about 2009, which was one of the most difficult years of my life, and when I look at that, I only remember that often and go, wow, that was a, that was a rough 10-year period, but the reality was that that decade from 2000 to 2010 was phenomenal. You know, I graduated college. I got my first job. You know, I did really well financially. I bought three homes. Uh, I got married. I had, you know, my children. Um, But I only remember that 2009 was one of the most trying years in my entire life. And I kind of lump it into that entire decade. But really, it was only a portion of that decade. Anyways, before I get too far on a tangent, you know, I just want to thank you guys for being a listener of the Matthew Freeman Show. And I want to ask you guys a little something this year. If you're listening to the show, you're the exact person that I want to reach, that I want to be able to communicate with. And I know that you know people that are like you. So I would love it in 2020 if you started to share the show and I got some more listeners to hear what it is I'm trying to pass on um, because I want information to spread and I want information that I think is positive to spread and I want information that I think is impactful and helpful to spread and that's why I even have the show. I have the show to discuss topics that we deal with on an everyday basis and give people permission to not be so hard on themselves, offer themselves grace and understand that Each day we are working to develop and be better, and I think people need to hear that, and I think more people need to hear it. So, you know, if you could do me a favor, if you like a specific show, share it on your Instagram story, tag me in it, 
uh, hashtag Matthew Freeman show. That's Matthew with one T. Um, you know, put it out there, you know, send this episode or share this episode or an episode that resonated with you to a friend that you think it would help. Um, and let's just start spreading the word and let the word trickle further and further and further. You know, one of my, one of my goals and hopes in 2020 is to, to expand the brand of the podcast and actually, um, kind of develop the podcast into something bigger than just my personal place to spew information and share with you guys what might be going on to, to develop, you know, individual episodes, uh, that, that are a little bit more thought out and, um, impactful, you know, I've done some like the co-parenting and, you know, the shoe review in, in 41 or 40, yeah, 41 things I learned in 41 years. Like those are well thought out episodes and I want to do more of those to share. So anyways, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, but hey, don't keep me a secret. If you enjoy my show, share me, tag me on your Instagram story, pass it on, let others know that there is a guy in Rona Park, California that cares deeply about you and uh, wants to have an impact and wants more than anything to help you choose to look in the mirror and say, I love you. Because I know that's what 41 years I've been working on is to be able to look in the mirror and say, you know what? I love you, Matthew Freeman. Um, And you are enough and you are great. And I know I'm not the only one struggling with that. So anyways, what is today about? Since it is a new year and since I spewed out a little bit about those new years, every year when it comes to this time and this New Year's resolution bullshit starts getting talked about, I, I feel like I feel a visceral reaction to New Year's resolutions. You know, because I'm in an industry that is rampant with these New Year's resolutions and they never stick. It's it's bullshit. They don't work. So what I want to talk about today is to how to turn a resolution into resolve. Now, resolve, one of the definitions, the one that I actually like most is to decide firmly on a course of action. Yes, you might be listening to that and going, well, what is a resolution? A resolution is some item you pick that you think you need to work on. And I go, you know, my New Year's resolution is to, you know, lose 20 pounds. And that that's it. That's that's the statement, you know. And what backs that statement is I probably got to go to the gym more. I need to eat more. But there is no plan. There is no firm decision on the course of action. So it's a it's a loose goal, if you will. It's not even really it's 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 kind of like just floating out there in the thin air. And I've probably done shows where I talked about goals and I like to call them intentions instead because you know, when we set goals and we hold so firmly to it that we don't allow the natural path of our life to pull us in a direct in another direction, which means we may have to let go of that particular goal. Um, But at the same time, I do like to, and suggest that you do, break down an intention into actionable steps that create habits 
that will create the result that you're looking for. So, i.e., I want to lose 20 pounds. Well, you know, we obviously need to go to the gym. But going to the gym is not enough. What am I going to do at the gym? Which days am I going to go to the gym? How long am I going to go to the gym for? How many days a week can I go to the gym and make it no matter what, right? No matter how good or bad life gets, I can make it X amount of days. And then nutritionally speaking, what am I going to do? How am I going to prepare the food? How much should I be eating? How many? How much should I take not be eating? You know, how much water should I drink? What am I going to do about sleep? What am I going to do about stress management? There are so many components around losing weight, right? And then when am I going to lose 20 pounds by? So New Year's resolution, am I just trying to lose 20 pounds within the year? Okay, that's fine. It's about, you know, a pound and a half a week. No problem. That's possible. I mean, excuse me, a pound and a half a month to lose 20 pounds in the year. So we have to break that down. Now, how much is that weekly? You know, if it's a pound and a half a month, I should have done easier math, but, you know, you're looking at about a, a third of a pound a week, you know? Now, do I have 20 pounds to lose? That's another question. Or do I have more than 20 pounds to lose? Am I setting my intentions high enough? And then which checkpoints am I going to have? Do I have a quarterly checkpoint? A weekly checkpoint? A monthly checkpoint? Like, how am I going to look at that? And then when I'm ahead of the game, let's say I want to lose 20 pounds over the year. And six months in, I've already lost 16. Do I relax and go, since I've lost 16, I'll need to lose four more over the next six months. I can relax that goal. Or do I go, I am ahead of pace. I have more to lose. Should I look at reevaluating that goal and change that number to 30 pounds? And then if I change it to 30 pounds, I have to break down the next six months the same way I broke down the year. So now I might have monthly check-ins and I want to lose 14 more pounds over the next six months. It's a little over two pounds per month. You know, that's a half a pound per week. It's a little accelerated from my original third a pound a week. So what might I have to do differently? At the same time, I've already lost weight. So since I've already lost weight, then I'm getting to the point where weight loss comes off a little slower, which means I'm probably going to have to change my habits in order to accelerate the pace to meet this new standard, which means I have to buckle down and maybe get a little tired. Maybe I have to have another day at the gym. Maybe I have to be a little bit more on food. You know, so here, you know, it's a long rant to kind of get you to start thinking about how do you break these things down into actionable items? When you look at the word resolve, right? It's to decide firmly on a course of action. So what is it I want to accomplish? And then what are the, I like to call them habits, but you can talk about actions. You know, my, my Moxie Life Planner, by the way, shameless plug, Moxie Life Planner, phenomenal. Uh, my friend Sierra, she knocked this out of the park. And if you are a Matthew Freeman fitness enthusiast, you get a discount. And I believe it's Matthew Freeman fitness, Matthew with one T 25 at checkout. And you get a nice discount on the Moxie Life Planner. No, I'm not sponsored by them, but Sierra is one of the people that are responsible 
from me being a trainer today. And so I always want to support her. And then she continues to support me back for supporting her. And it's just, that's what friendship is, you know? Um, I get I get sheer joy out of seeing her succeed. She gets sheer joy out of seeing me succeed. And so that's how we support each other. And it's, it's really phenomenal. Anyways, Moxie Life. That's M-A-K-S-E Life, if you want a planner. It's helping me set up my actions. Back to where I was at, though. You got to break those up. And if you don't create the habits that will support the checkpoints of the goal, it won't happen. And that's why I hate resolutions. Because resolution generally involves accomplishing something that you've chosen not to include into your life the year before, and therefore you have no habits or foundations set up around it, it's more of a wish. It's, it's more of a wish. It's not something normally that's set that you've already taken action on the previous year. You know, this year I'm going to leave my job. My resolution this year is I'm going to leave my job and start a new one. Cool. What's the course of action? There's, There's nothing behind that other than the hatred for the job that you're currently at. But there are no habits that support that. You know, are you searching daily? Um, Are you out there networking? Do you know what you want to do next? Have you been developing your new business? Uh, Have you, you know what I mean? Like all these different things that come along with it. So when I think about resolutions, sometimes I always kind of get a little frustrated. And you can probably hear it in my voice. The other thing is like, there's so many things that we want to do. So it starts to change, you know, it's like, okay, Hey, I want to uh, lose weight. Now I also want to start riding my bike. Oh, and I want to spend more time with family and Oh my God, I need to go to this thing. And this year I'm going to connect more with individuals. Um, and I'm going to play this year. My resolution is to join, you know, um, some kind of hobby, you know, you know what I mean? And so a martial arts class or I start playing tennis more. And so it's like, I want to lose weight. I want to start playing tennis more. I want to, you know, and so what happens is this is we attack the first resolution, let's say lose weight. And as we're doing that, we are the world where we want it all. And so we get distracted by the lights, you know? All of a sudden, something seems cooler, and we forget that our goal is lose weight. The family had a huge picnic. We're doing a barbecue cookout. Everything goes by the wayside. We gain five more pounds. We miss the gym the following day. We miss the gym the following day. Then all of a sudden, it's the the sons, you know, in a in a tournament, and we lose sight of our original resolution, and we're on to like the next distraction. It makes me always think back to like. You know what? When you're asked, 
if you had a genie bottle, what would you wish for? And everyone always says, more wishes. You know, that's always, I wish for three more wishes. And it's like, ah, hey, if you had a genie, you had one wish, what wish would you make? I would wish for more wishes. No, if you couldn't wish for more wishes, what would you wish for? And people really, really struggle because it's very hard for us to find the commitment to the one thing. The one thing we want to do because we have this FOMO, this fear of missing out. I can't commit to one thing. I need to create more options for myself. And this happens with resolutions all the time. We create a resolution. We get distracted. The shiny lights. We move on. We forget about our resolutions and they fade off. That's why they fade off. Or at the first sign of adversity. You start going to the gym. The gym is too busy. I can't go at the times that I want to go. The classes are always sold out. So I let go of the, the idea. But you could work out outside. You could walk. You could ride a bike. Yeah, I mean, there's so many different solutions around that simple fact that the gym is busy that you could totally still be successful. But we get distracted. We find, we find, the, we find the obstacle instead of finding the way. We find the roadblock. We find the problem instead of finding the solution. Right? Distracted by the lights. We have hopes instead of habits. So what I want you to take away from today's podcast, I want you to think about is how do you develop resolve instead of resolutions? Again, resolve is to decide firmly on a course of action. And then how do you back up that action with habits that support that? Now, starting one new habit at a time has an 85% success rate. Two is 35 and three is 10%. So I suggest that you don't try to create multiple habits at once. I suggest that you work on creating one very firm habit. And then what you do is you start to add on to that habit. You start to compound that. So now I have one habit. I go to the gym. I go Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I go at six in the morning. I go from six to seven. This is what I'm doing. You know, a month goes by. Hey, I'm doing that very, very well. Now I want to make sure that I'm drinking my water. And so this next month while I go to the gym, I'm going to focus on building this this water. And so every morning when I wake up, I hit 25 ounces of water. When I'm at the gym, I drink another 25 ounces of water. And then throughout the day, I try to get the rest of my two-thirds body weight in water. And then after that becomes very, very easy and simple, you know, you move into the next habit. And you look for habits that have the highest trickle-down effect. So when I, when I talk to people about this, what I mean by trickle-down effect is sometimes they're like, we want to lose 20 pounds, let's say. Which is going to have the greatest impact? So if I start eating differently, my energy changes. And when my energy changes, I have more motivation or energy or ability to go to the gym. So maybe I might work on food first, gym second. Because going to the gym and still eating shitty and still not getting sleep and still having terrible stress, your energy level is not going to go up. You're not going to lose weight as fast. It's going to be demotivating. But changing your nutritional inputs is going to change the way, you know, your your mind's ability to think. It's going to change your sleep patterns. And it's going to give you the right energy to hit the gym at a certain level. So you might just in month one, screw the gym. Wait for everyone to fail their resolutions in the gym to be clear and focus on nutrition month one. And then you might add in gym month two. 
And I guarantee you'd be far ahead of the people that rush to the gym and it's busy and they stare and they hang out and they're there for an hour and they do 10 minutes worth of effective work and then they leave and then they quit after the first month. So think about that. The other thing is like needs versus wants. When we set a resolution, it's like, yeah, I want a million dollars, so I'm going to resolve to make more money. I'm going to have a resolution that says to make more money. But more realistically, I said on, on the need, what do I need to survive? What do I need to set aside? What you know, And then I break down that monetary goal, and that helps a lot as well. So when we look at this, you know, how do we do away with resolutions and create more results? Resolve is to decide firmly on a course of action. Which action is going to have the highest trickle-down impact on your life and affect all the areas that you're hoping to affect? Let's work on that thing. Let's develop habits around that thing. Let's compound those habits over time. And at the end of the year, instead of needing a resolution... You will just reflect on the year and make minor adjustments to this healthy lifestyle that you've created so that the following year, you can compound the impact you had from the previous year. I hope this helps you guys a little bit. Think about how you jump into the new year, how you're going to attack the new year. I hope that uh, when you listen to this podcast, you feel energized and enthused and when you're done listening to this podcast you feel like you got some value that's my hope that's my dream and when i think about what i want to accomplish in the new year is i want to spread this podcast a little bit more as i said before so share it i want to help friends out that are doing phenomenal things so go check out moxie life as the planner like i said discount code matthew freeman fitness that's matthew with one t 25 should get you 25%. If not, you know, DM me and I will go back in my DMs and, and check it out. It might be just Matthew Freeman Fitness without the 25. So either way, it's either Matthew Freeman Fitness with one T or Matthew Freeman Fitness 25. Not sure. I'd go back and check and I will have that for you. I, sh- I should have checked, but I record this on my phone so I can't like go check while I'm recording. I want to expand my reach. I want to expand my network. I want to give you way better information. So I have many things that I'm working on in this year ahead of us that are going to be phenomenal and amazing, and I can't wait to share them with you. Until next time, guys, Matthew Freeman Fitness, Matthew Freeman Show. Check me out on Instagram at Matthew Freeman with one T. Let's make this year a phenomenal year. But let's not look that far ahead. Let's be present where we are today. Connect. Give someone a hug at the highest level that you've ever hugged them. Let them know you care. Show them you're there with them. And keep rocking on.